right, one one hour down, one hour to go. We got Brad Turner coming up, by the way, at 8.30 from the LA Times. Lakers taking on the Sacramento Kings tomorrow. Tip-off at 7. Pre-game show with myself and MT at 5.30. Uh, no Andre Drummond. We know that much about tomorrow's game, and now we uh, jump into our top NBA stories. Uh, Curtis, I, I feel bad for DeMarcus Cousins. I feel really, really bad for DeMarcus Cousins. There was a report, sources that the LA Clippers and the De- and DeMarcus Cousins are talking about a 10-day contract, but no decision is expected until next week, uh, sources told Adrian Wojnarowski. All right, let me tell you why I feel bad, Curtis. I feel bad because... This freaking guy was the man at one point in the NBA, and it wasn't that long ago. But because of these injuries, remember, he tore his quadriceps muscle. That was 2018-2019. Uh, tore his ACL. Um, uh, I mean, this this guy's gone through these just brutal, brutal injuries, and I feel bad that here we are now. He got bought out from the Houston Rockets, and here we are. He can't even get a can't even get invited to a team. He's getting a 10-day contract. That's something that a Damian Jones got from the Lakers, not DeMarcus Cousins. I feel terrible for the guy. Yeah, that was when you said that, that was my first thought too, was because I don't we bought him out, right? The Lakers bought him out. That's what that's how he came here. Um or was it a trade? I don't remember. Back then, I think Lakers signed him in the offseason, gave him an opportunity. Okay. And then uh, eventually, uh, you know, he got his other injury and stayed on the stayed on the roster, stayed on the team until the Lakers decided they basically, in a sense, cut him, made him available for other teams. Yeah, before that injury, they were setting him up to be like, you know, a potential longtime, you know, starter if he figured his things out. And it's, it's, it is sad to see how quick, uh, you know, six months changes your life like that. Well, injury kind of messes and, it all up. and for the Clippers, you got Avica Zubats, you got Sergi Baca. They're seeing if Cousins can kind of fill in that role as a third backup center or whatever the case is. 10-day contract. This man can't even get a full contract at this point, guaranteeing him for the rest of the season. Uh, obviously, he took his chances in the buyout market, and it did not work out for him. I hope things you know, turn around for DeMarcus Cousins. I've said this a number of times. I really do hope that things eventually turn around for him, but I'm starting to get pessimistic now that, that, that anything's going to change for DeMarcus. When you when you said you were concerned for him, I thought it was just going to be because he was wearing a Clippers jersey. But well, that's the other part of it. It's like I want to root for the guy because I want his. Let's do this. Let's have Demarcus Cousins have incredible personal success, but the Clippers do what the Clippers do, and they don't have success. By the way, what a weird team the Clippers are. They won six games in a row, I think, uh, and then they lose to the Orlando Magic. Now they're playing Denver, who I'm telling you right now, Denver's that that's going to be a problem in the in the Western Conference. Not necessarily for the Lakers, even though they could be you know a headache for any team. But I do think they're that kind of that second tier. But Denver can beat Utah. They can beat Phoenix. They can beat the Clippers. They can be they could beat any team in the Western Conference other than the Lakers. But Clippers just you know even right now down 57 to 44, two and a half minutes left in the second quarter. I just don't know what to think about the Clippers. I, I put this. I think I I built their stock up thinking that, you know, they're coming back this year. They'll be good. I don't know what to think of them. I really don't. I thought the Rondo move was a good deal. That was your first mistake, having hope that the clip, for the Clippers. Hope, no. Expectations that they would do it um, was was really where I was I expect them I was to wrong. get knocked out of the first round anytime they go to the playoffs. So Okay. Uh, another uh, NBA story I want to get into. I'm going to hit on the Pelicans for a quick second. So I don't know if you saw this. Lonzo Ball after the trade deadline. Basically said that he's happy to be in New Orleans. 
um, that, you know, it was stressful. He didn't know, obviously, if he was going to get traded or not. I want to see Lonzo Ball, and he might get this opportunity. He's a restricted free agent, I believe. He might get this opportunity this offseason to get on a team that actually wants him there. You know, he came to the Lakers. Obviously, that didn't work out, but I think that had less to do with Lonzo Ball. I think it more had to do with the fact that the Lakers were trying to win an NBA championship, were ready to trade the entire youth, which that's exactly what they did, and then eventually put themselves in a position where Lonzo Ball was part of a deal goes to New Orleans. Now New Orleans has him for a year and a half, and they're already shopping him, and they might sit back and say, no, no, we we love Lonzo. Lonzo is... uh, He's going to be a franchise player here. You were just shopping him. Okay, so let's stop pretending like you have that much interest in him. Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram's their future, and they don't, in my opinion, think that Lonzo's going to be there. I'd love to see Lonzo. I mentioned this to Michael yesterday in the pregame show. I talked about, I'm like, I'd love for him to go to a team where there's a lot of veterans, where it's not just a young cast of players, because I almost feel like he needs to be on a team where he could be a facilitator, a point guard, but he's got to play with a lot of smart players, intelligent players, people that respect his game. And I feel like right now he's just so easily kind of an afterthought. It's like everybody's chasing for the next star, and Lonzo this summer will have an opportunity maybe to sign with a team that actually wants him there. He should go to. He should go join his brother in Charlotte. I'd watch. That'd be that'd be great. I, I'd watch. Michael was actually saying he'd be great in Golden State. That was what I was thinking. What you're talking about as well. He'd be great with the Warriors, with Clay on one side, Steph on the other, and you know, obviously, he's a shooter. I'll tell you one thing: nobody would guard Lonzo at the three. Hey, until LeBron gets Steph to join the Lakers in three years, like oh, I didn't saying. even ask uh, Windhorse about that. But you know, I, I I thought it was such a stretch. I didn't even I didn't even want to ask him to be honest with you. I, I wanted to the Dennis Schroeder thing. I want to talk about the Andre Drummond thing. I want to talk about, uh, but that specific topic of. You think Steph Curry's coming to the Lakers? I, I literally did not even want to entertain it because I just think it's so far-fetched that it would never happen. Dude's going to be in Golden State, I mean, for his entire career. Uh, okay, another uh, top NBA story I want to get into. J.J. Redick, not happy, criticized the Pelicans' front office. He said, and I quote, I talked to Griff. Uh, we're talking about uh, David Griffin. also talked to uh, Trajan Langdon. This is, uh, remember, uh, J.J. Redick was just traded to the Dallas Mavericks before the NBA trade deadline. Uh, Griff Griff basically says to me, come down for a month. If you still want to be traded, I'll give you my word. I'll get get you to a situation that you like. Um, We had a number of conversations. Again, my agent talked to them, but I'm talking to Griff directly. Griff and I had a personal relationship. Obviously, he did not honor his word. Okay, so... This is something that I think I can go either way on. Here's a player that's been in the NBA, I think, 15 years now. J.J. Redick wants to be traded closer to where his family is, which is in Brooklyn. That didn't happen. He's going to be in Dallas. So if you want to get traded to Brooklyn, basically, if you want to be on a competitive team, you got to get traded to the Knicks. you got to get traded to the Nets. Um, maybe Philly, that's close enough. Unless you know you're willing to go to a bad team, you got to go to Washington. You got to go play for the Wizards. So there's only a number of teams that he could pick. That's a difficult one for me. If you're David Griffin and you're an organization, first of all, he shouldn't give his word that I'm going to trade you to a team that you want to go to. You got to look out for your franchise. You know what I mean? And I'm not too sure why JJ Redick came out public with this. I don't know the whole thing seems a little um, messy. If you're the Pelicans. 
don't promise a player that they're going to go to a location that they want to go to. What if those teams are just not going to give you enough for it? Or maybe those teams are going to use that against you and say, well, maybe we could take advantage of David Griffin and the Pelicans because we know J.J. Redick wants to come here and he doesn't want to go somewhere else. And if you're J.J. Redick, why do you put this out in your podcast? What's the benefit there? Only when you're big mad do you put that stuff out on social media. But I agree with you. You know, Griff's just doing his job. That's what he was hired to do. So I don't uh, I don't put any onus on him. But it is very convenient that he brings up, you know, he says he wants to be with his family, but then also brings up the Nets. It's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing? Well, I, I guess, you know, I, I say the Nets, but I'm only saying it because his family lives in Brooklyn. But he said even if he got traded somewhere close by and, you know, it's a, it's a couple-hour drive or whatever to go see his family, but that's a tough promise to make. I mean, imagine you're running a franchise and you have to accommodate exactly what a player is looking for on his way out the door. I'm not saying that there maybe isn't a way to do it. Maybe the conversation David Griffin with J.J. Reddick should have been, look, I'll try, but I cannot guarantee anything. I'm running a freaking franchise here. And as I'm trying to keep my job and build for the future, I can't exactly accommodate where you want to go. I'll do my best. Leave it at that. You know what I mean? Uh, but that obviously wasn't the case. But this makes for good sports talk radio. So I'm actually glad J.J. Reddick brought it up. All right? That's it, how I'll like you and I conclude say, that. Don't, don't overpromise. You, you know, we underpromise and overdeliver, not the other. I'm more overdeliver. I promise everybody the world. And then they're incredibly disappointed with me. Incredibly disappointed. You sound me. like my dad. I got, well, this, is, <laughs> this is what I got to stop doing to start the show. When I start the show, I should stop saying, we got a great show coming up. Because then they're like, oh, Sliwa's got a great show coming up. And then by the time they're an hour in, they're like, come on now. Yeah, if, if it sucks, Pick up your game, we're, we're a liar. Um, another uh, NBA topic I want to get into. All this chatter about the Brooklyn Nets. So it's kind of interesting. The Brooklyn Nets signed Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. And I was actually just reading an article here, or I, I saw the, uh, the header of it. The show was just about to start, so I didn't get a chance to really uh, get into it. Apparently... The Lakers and Nets have NBA executives pressing for buyout changes. Uh, I want to focus on the Nets real quick because there's been all this conversation that everyone's upset at them. They're creating a super team. They just got Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Just kind of a reminder here to NBA fans. Yes, Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge are big names. They were big names three, four years ago. They're not big names right now. Blake Griffin's done nothing since he left the Clippers. LaMarcus, LaMarcus Aldridge, God bless him, a big fan of his game. Is he 35, 36 years old? Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge did not make the Brooklyn Nets a super team. Those players are not the reason why you label them as a super team. If you want to be upset at somebody that that team is quote-unquote loaded, be upset at the Rockets for trading him for trading James Harden there for spare change. Be upset that um, they got, you know, obviously Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving they got in free agency. They got James freaking Harden for nothing. Virtually nothing. That's not, don't blame the Nets for that. Blame the Houston Rockets for it. But they're not a super team because of Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. I think that part is kind of funny. You know, I think that chatter is pretty entertaining to me um, that the the Brooklyn Nets, who are sitting in number one in the Eastern Conference, and they haven't had Kevin Durant in, what, 15 games? 
I think since February 13th, he hasn't been there, and they're number one in the East. Um, that's not because of Blake Griffin, LaMarcus Aldridge, because James freaking Arden is on that team. And when Kevin Durant comes back, then you could say, okay, this team is uh, a super team. A lot, of, a lot of chatter here. But if it were Chris Paul, then it's illegal. We, we, it's too much, too much loading if Chris Paul went there. But I didn't like those comparisons. I, I, you know, Chris Paul was in the prime of his career. He was freaking an amazing, amazing player. He was going to be an amazing player for the next, you know, seven years. Him and Kobe probably would have won an NBA championship together. That was a real, true superstar. Uh, Blake Griffin and uh, and and Lamarcus Aldridge are not those players, unless you're referring to Curtis, the Harden trade. Is that what you're talking about? No, no. I was just uh, throwing one out for all the Laker fans because, you know, that's how they feel anyway. Well, because I kept seeing that on Twitter. It was like a picture of the the super team of the Nets and then that Chris Paul couldn't come to the Lakers. I'm like, why, why are we comparing that's them? The Those one two thing, guys came in the trait in the buyout market. Yeah, that's the one thing us Laker fans will never, never let go of. Which, by the way, I don't I don't blame by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Laker fans don't let that go. Okay, one more top NBA story I want to get into. So Russell Westbrook had a triple-double on Monday night versus the Pacers. It wasn't just any triple-double. 35 points, 21 assists, and 14 freaking rebounds. Third player in NBA history record a 30-20-10, uh, as in 30-plus points, 20-plus assists, and 10-plus rebounds. Uh, two other players in NBA history have done it. It was Oscar Robertson and Magic Johnson. Stephen A. not impressed. And, you know, Stephen A. went on a rant um, talking about he's not impressed because Russell Westbrook has not won a championship, so these triple-doubles don't really mean that much to him. Man, I got to be honest with you. I did not understand where Stephen A. Smith was going with this. Why are you going at Russell Westbrook? I, I didn't I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. You know, I, I, I think you got to appreciate what Russell Westbrook does every single night. And I think, you know, to say, well, he hasn't won an NBA championship. Um, last I checked, Russell Westbrook didn't leave the Oklahoma City Thunder to go to do a 73-win Warriors team to go win a ring. Russell Westbrook didn't cha- uh, trade James Harden when it was James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook all together with a chance for those guys not to win a ring but multiple rings. Your franchise has as much to do with helping you win a championship as it does an individual player. I don't get the go at Russell Westbrook. That was an amazing accomplishment. The dude has accomplished a lot in his career. He was loyal to the Oklahoma City Thunder when he was there. They, they, In my opinion, if, if Kevin Durant stayed with the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder the following season, they would have beat the Golden State Warriors, should have beat the Golden State Warriors that year. They were up uh, three games to do two with game six, at um, uh, in OKC, they choked away that series. You gonna blame all this on Russell Westbrook for not winning a championship? I, I didn't think that was fair at all. Yeah, I don't know why that was his choice to go to Russ. Yeah, all, why that three. one? He was the dude that let that stayed and let them rebuild first to see what they could do before he left too. It's just like he's the dude that stayed there the longest. You know, it's I don't know. I got a lot of respect for Russell Westbrook, and you know, part of my respect is how loyal he was to the Oklahoma City Thunder after the dust settled, and the Thunder made some awful mistakes. The the trade of James Harden goes down as one of the worst trades in NBA history, right? Especially at that age, I think it only came down to four million dollars. And they basically chose Serge Ibaka over James Harden. Okay, um, Kevin Durant walked away when nobody thought he would walk away at a time where the Oklahoma City Thunder 
were as good as any team in the league. And Kevin Durant went to the Golden State Warriors, won two rings because he joined the 73-team win, and he was an MVP caliber player, if not the best player in the world or top three or whatever you want to call it. I don't understand the going at Russell Westbrook. What the hell do I know? All right, we got to go to break. Um, when we come back, I mentioned the Brooklyn Nets. Lakers or Nets? Who's got the better roster? All this chatter and conversation about what the Lakers did in the buyout market, the Brooklyn Nets, what they did in the buyout market. Who's got the better roster? And then I want to play something for uh, Jeannie Buss, um, talking about the rest of the NBA, obviously the rest of the NBA chasing the Los Angeles Lakers. So we'll do all that coming up next. Thank you for tuning in. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. Make a splash in Funner California's trifecta of pools. Dance with Lady Luck at one of 50 tables or 1,600 slots or tee up the fun in SoCal's first Top Golf swing suite. All right, let me get this right. You got three pools there. You got one of the best resorts in Southern California. You got 50 table games. You got 1,600 slots. You even got this Top Golf swing suite. I mean, I don't know what more. I need to tell LA, if you're looking for a getaway, go out to Harris SoCal. Go out to Harris SoCal. From dining to unwinding, scoring a good time is easy as picking up a room key. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip. I'm going to give out the website. So if you've been thinking, uh, if you're trying to do something for the lady and you're thinking of some ideas, how can we get away for a couple days? HarrisSoCal.com. Very simple. Just go to HarrisSoCal.com. Start planning out your trip, and they'll make sure you have a good experience. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Middle of a conversation with Curtis and uh, the commercials are done. I'm st- trying to talk make to you. that last segment a whole hour. That, I'm, tr- I'm trying it. to have a conversation with Curtis. Can get another couple commercials in here? All right, thank you for tuning in. Brad Turner from the LA Times coming up at uh, 8.30. Lakers taking on the Sacramento Kings. What the hell happened yesterday? I'm so excited about yesterday. All the hype coming in. I'm uh, doing the pregame show with Michael. I'm talking like it's game four of the NBA Finals. And then uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, after the second quarter, wake up. Andre Drummond leaves the game. There is a uh, tweet from Andre Drummond from about 10 minutes ago. Well, I lost the toenail, but still felt incredible wearing the purple and gold. Be back soon. All right, that's Andre Drummond right there. Um, For those who are just tuning in right now, I talked about it a little bit earlier. There was uh, a report from Dave McMenamin, Lakers optimistic Andre Drummond will return soon, but he's not flying to Sacramento to take on the Sacramento Kings tomorrow. Uh, And then the Lakers' next game after that will be Sunday, I think a 12-30 tip against the Los Angeles Clippers. Lakers or Nets? Who's got the better roster? Who's got the better roster? We got these two super teams. Let me explain the NBA real quick. Okay, There's a a great way of explaining the, the way the NBA looks right now. Um, of course, the Lakers and the Nets are both going to be the heavy favorites. Would be a shock, an absolute shock at this point, if it's not the Lakers and the Nets in the NBA Finals, if both teams are healthy. There's basically two tiers right now in the NBA. Lakers and the Nets are in the first tier. And it's great, too, because 
this is separating the, the the east and the west. Sometimes you have all the all the big guns in one conference. Usually it's in the Western Conference. That's not the case this year. Uh, you got some legitimate competition on both sides, but tier one is the Lakers and the Nets. Um, tier two, this is what tier two is hoping for. Tier two is hoping that in the east, if Brooklyn is not 100%, that they have a shot at an NBA champion. They have a shot to just get to the finals, and then they'll worry from there. Philly thinks, hey, we're in a great position. Milwaukee thinks we're in a fantastic position, but Brooklyn can't be 100% healthy. If Brooklyn's, if KD's KD and Harden's Harden and Kyrie's Kyrie and then all those other players that they put together, I don't want to say it becomes irrelevant, but um, you know they obviously got veterans there, role players, Joe Harris. They, they got an unbelievable squad. But if they're not 100%, Tier 2 comes in saying, what an opportunity, and that's three, four teams. Miami's going to think they have a shot. Milwaukee's going to think they have a shot. Philly's going to think they have a shot. I don't think really there's anybody after that. In the West, the second tier is looking at it the exact same way. Well, maybe LeBron and Anthony Davis won't be 100%. And if they're not, then Utah thinks, we got a legitimate shot to get to the NBA Finals. But you know who else thinks that? <laughs> the Suns, the Clippers, the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trailblazers. I, literally, you could go down the list in the Western Conference there's got to be five, six teams that think just maybe, maybe the Lakers are not 100%. And if they're not 100%, then we got a legitimate shot. Now, this is, let me go back to the tier ones. The Lakers and the Nets. Who's got the better roster? By the way, quick shout out. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and coupons today. Uh, one of our partners here on 710 ESPN. I always explain it. Just go on the website, socaloilchange.com. The light is on. You got to get it taken care of. Curtis just went a couple weeks ago. Simple, convenient. You don't have to get out of your car, socaloilchange.com. The tier ones, if it's Lakers and the Nets, who's got the better roster? I'll tell you this. The Andre Drummond part coming to the Lakers, I do think that shifted things back to the Lakers. Because I think before that happened, you started thinking, okay, if they got KD, all right, who's going to go up? Okay, James Harden is playing MVP caliber right now. Kyrie can hit a a Game 7 fadeaway over Steph Curry to win you an NBA championship. He did that in Cleveland. They added Blake Griffin. They added LaMarcus Aldridge. No, those guys aren't going to have key roles, but I'd rather have those players than not have those players. But this is the one thing that the Nets don't have. They don't have size like the Lakers do. They just don't. And another thing that the Nets don't have is who gets stops? Who plays defense on that team when you need a stop? Who's going to get you those stops? What they may be thinking is we don't need stops. We got so much offense on this team that, you know what, we don't have to depend on defensive stops or we don't have to be the best defensive team in the NBA. We just got to be average. They might be right. But when I look at the Lakers, if and when they're healthy, just be healthy by May 1st. That's it. Be healthy in the next 30 days. If and when they're healthy, um, they got the size, they got the rebounds, the rebounding, they have the ability to play defense, and they can put up 110 points any night. Can they put up 125? Probably not, but I don't think they need to. So if you're making the comparison between the Lakers and the Nets, uh, for me, um, and I'm not just saying this, I think the Andre Drummond thing has a lot to do with it, with it as well. I'm leaning towards the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's take a quick call. Manuel and Gardena. Manuel, what's going on, man? You're on uh, Lakers Talk. 
My man, man, I can't even lie. I'm straight jonesing. You know why? Talk to me. I need my Travis and the Slee stack. It's coming. I'm jonesing, it's, man. It, I know. I know. It's coming you know what? Ne- next week. When, when is Christopher <laughs> Morales going to make this happen? It's got to be, what is it? I think next week on Tuesday. Hey, man, this is the newest sensation hitting the L.A. streets, man. Slee Stack and Travis. Tuesday, April 6th. uh, Tuesday, April 6th. That's the next one. All right, man. That's what I'm talking about. But you know what? When it comes to the Lakers, now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for some may not be right for some. That's for Mr. Drummond. You know where I stand. You know who has the best roster in the NBA. If we're healthy, mm-hmm. I've been telling you since last year, Slee Stack, the Lakers can only hold back the Lakers, meaning injury. This team will come together, and Schroeder better recognize, man. He's the, he, they made him a very good offer. I mean, look. Thought it was a fair offer? Back, I would come back with the same offer, mm-hmm. maybe gangle a little Dervener schnitzel commercial or him <laughs> jumping over a kegger at the Stickenstein. I don't know, man. We can get some extra revenue, but he's going to, hey, if he wants to be on board for this dynasty, he better sign on. Well, Manuel, here's the great thing, and I appreciate you calling in. we got to get to Brad Turner here in just a second. Um, here's a beauty, actually, of the position that the Lakers are in. With Andre Drummond, with Dennis Schroeder, uh, even with Montrez Harrell, even though Montrez, that's going to be more on his, uh, uh, he'll probably opt out either way because he should be able to make a lot more money in the offseason. See how these guys do in the playoffs. You know, I had a call earlier today talking about how he doesn't like these these role players compared to last year or some of those other championships from the Lakers. Let's see how these guys do in the playoffs, right? I mean, there's no guarantee Dennis Schroeder is going to come through in the postseason. There's no guarantee Andre Drummond will. I, mean, I hope they do. Um, I think that's going to be kind of the luxury that we have from a Laker perspective. Let's see who delivers and who doesn't. Let's see what guys come through in crunch situations, big-time moments. And, you know, we saw some players obviously do it last season. Some of those guys aren't on this team anymore. But some of them are. The Alex Caruso's, the KCP's, THT played a role, Kuzma played. All these, you know, there are some players that played a role last season are going to have that opportunity again. But there's guys that were not a part of that championship run that we'll have to wait on. All right, Brad Turner coming up next, covers the uh, Lakers for the LA Times. Thank you for being a part of the show. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, uh, one, uh, one other quick shout out here. Um, pack your victory dance. Go all in on fun at Harris Resort SoCal. From dining to unwinding, fun is a sure bet at the best resort in Funner, California. Are you game for a getaway? Start planning your trip by visiting harrissocal.com. H-A-R-R-A-H-S, harrissocal.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I want to welcome in uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times, covers the Lakers for the LA Times, BT. My man, thank you for tuning in, or thank you for uh, joining the show. How are you doing? 
I'm doing great. Adam, how you doing tonight, man? Doing okay. You know, the show is flowing here. We did find out uh, a little bit earlier that Andre Drummond, no go tomorrow for the Lakers and the Kings. Um, I want to start off with this. Before I get into kind of the immediate here, but now that the, the dust has settled in the buyout market so far, we know what the Nets ended up with. We know what the Lakers ended up with. Curious to get your opinion on this, uh, BT. I, I feel like there's you know, two tiers right now in the NBA, the Lakers and the Nets, and then maybe four or five teams, maybe three teams under that in the Eastern Conference, maybe four teams under the Lakers in the Western Conference. Obviously, this means if both teams are incredibly healthy. So with that being said, which roster uh, do you like better right now, what the Lakers have put together or what the Nets have put together? Very good question. You know, healthy, I do like the Lakers because they have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's if they both are healthy when they come back. The addition of Andre Drummond makes them, you know, strong and powerful inside. But what they did in Brooklyn, starting with getting James Harden, mm-hmm. that was a big, big move by them. I mean, because the guy can just score the basketball like no one else in the league can. And you have Kyrie Irving, who can score the basketball. And Kevin Durant, who's still injured, he, in my opinion, really might be the best player on the Nets team, Mm -hmm. even though James can score at a high clip like no one we've really seen in a long, long time. But adding the Marcus Aldridge in Brooklyn – Adding Blake Griffin, who's not the player he was when he played for the Clippers, that enhanced their team and improved their team. But because the Lakers have the Bynum AD, I have to go with him. Because in my view, my humble opinion, mm-hmm. the Bynum AD are two of the top four best talents and players in the league, and that separates them from everyone else. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I I was mentioning this, that I did think that the size, I do feel like things kind of tilted because you needed a player like Drummond. It was so key to get him. And, oh, by the way, he didn't go to one of these other championship quality rosters. That's number one. And number two, you know, BT, I know it's early, and I know we got a lot of of time before the playoffs even start. And like you mentioned, the big if for both teams are both of these squads got to be healthy or it's not a conversation. Um, stops. I feel like the Lakers will be able to get stops, get defensive stops when they need it, where as potent, as great as the Nets are on offense and uh, James Harden is playing MVP level, they got, they're the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and that's without KD playing. I think the last game he played was February 13th. So there's so much, um, you know, obviously positive you could talk about with the Nets. My question is, can they get a stop when they need it? I feel like the Lakers have a better shot again to stop on defense than the Nets do. Yeah, I agree. Now, I will say this. The Nets are a little bit better on defense than people want to give them credit for. I mean, James Harden actually is not a bad defender down low. He's not a good wing defender, but he's strong. He's sturdy. He's defended some centers, some forwards down in the block. They don't have a perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin Durant can be that when he wants to be that. I mean, he is an incredible talent, but they're just not known. Their defense is, you score two on us, 
we'll score three on you. Mm-hmm. You score three on us, we'll score three twice on you. That's their defense for the most part is back on offense again. Whereas the Lakers, under Frank Vogel, his plan is we're going to get some stops. At a crucial point in this game, at some point during the game, they, being the Lakers, will get stops on defense because that is what they're all about. Steve Nash is the first-year coach. Steve Nash was never known for being a defender. Never, ever did he stop anybody. Mm-hmm. But can they score the basketball? Yes, they can. So you have your hands full of trying to stop them, but they have their hands full of trying to stop anyone else that they also need. BT, Brad Turner from the L.A. Times, covers the Lakers for the L.A. Times, joining Lakers talk here. Uh, Lakers taking on, by the way, the Kings tomorrow, tip-offs at 7, pregames at 5.30 with myself and MT, and no Andre Drummond for tomorrow. Um, BT, we, we I spent some time on this to start off the show that I thought, you know, I want to taper people's expectations on Andre Drummond. And I, I was the same person, incredibly excited that the Lakers got him, what are, what are the proper expectations for Andre Drummond right now before LeBron and Anthony Davis come back? And then the expectations for when LeBron and Anthony Davis are in the roster. How would you differentiate the two? Well, first, you have to get him in basketball shape, even though he maintains he's in basketball shape. That can't really be true because he hasn't played in over, what, a month and a half of thereabouts. So it takes time to do that, and it takes time for his teammates, the current team with Audubon and AD, to get used to playing with him and him to get used to playing with them. One thing he can do, he can rebound the basketball, and because he, Andre is a presence down on the low, it opens up the outside shots, as we saw in the first quarter when they made first eight out of 12 threes and ended up, I think, making eight out of 13 threes in the first quarter, and as the game went on, when he wasn't in there, the Lakers were a very poor three-point shooting team. But having him in the blocks, having him set screens, because he has such a wide body at 6'10", 270-some pounds, that is a big man. So he can provide that for guys like Caruso and KCP and then his shooter and Marquise Morris. They can get some clean, open looks while he's out there playing when he's healthy. When A.D. and LeBron James come back, I think what he does then is he can still go to the basket, he can still get those dunks inside, and he can still be a presence on defense, and he can be a strong rebounder because that's what he has always been. Brad Turner uh, taking some time to join Lakers talk here. Uh, BT, you know, it's interesting because yesterday – all the hype behind the game simply because we're going to see Andre Drummond for the first time. I think it's, I think there are some Laker fans and I, I actually, it's not just Laker fans. I, I view it. Sometimes I'm listening to some of these different media outlets, national coverage, local coverage, whatever the case is. I think if you believe that Andre Drummond's going to come in and oh, he's a savior for the Lakers and you know what? Um, right. He's going to change. I, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think, you know, if he's your franchise player, I think you're in a lot of trouble. And I think that's, you know, we've seen that already in his career. Question I have for you is with LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh, AD's now missed 20 games in a row. LBJ, six games, plus he left in that game against the Atlanta Hawks. We don't really have an idea or a timetable when these two are going to come back. When they do come back, how much time do you think 
this Lakers team will need to start gelling together again. It's going to be a combination of not being on the court for your two superstars, and then it's also some new personnel, somebody new in the starting lineup. If if both of those guys come back in by May 1st, is that enough time to kind of prep yourself for that playoff run and maybe three weeks in, that's when the playoffs start in May? Man, you know, Adam, that's a tough question to answer. If they have both bats and the team is holding by May the 1st and the playoffs start third week what, on the 17th, 18th. Oh, yeah, know, actually, yeah, actually you're game. right. That's playing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a playing game. So if you're a Lakers, you have to hope that you're not in the playing game because anything can happen in a one-game series. Someone gets hot. You're playing someone like Dallas, for example, and Luka gets hot, or you're playing Golden State, and Steph Curry gets hot. The next thing you know, you've been knocked out in the first round of the playing game. You don't want that to happen. And so I guess it depends on how many games they will play between, let's say, May 1st and the 17th, most likely. If it's eight games, that's not quite enough to really jail because it really can take you a full year to learn all the nuances of the offense, knowing what players like to be, where they will be every single time you own a court with them. Well, it's going to be difficult for the Lakers. This is, this is going to be challenging. This is, I think this will be more challenging than it was when they were in the bubble, only because the injuries have set them back, and their course really is rocky right now because we just don't know when they will be a full, complete team. So it's just hard to say. And yes, LeBron James is the best at this. AD has shown that he can be a force no matter what. But until you get everyone clicking on all the same cylinders, it's just hard to come back with, let's just say, eight games. We don't know how many it actually will be. But if it's just two weeks of playing, that's really hard, man. That's difficult to even get the schemes down on defense, on offense. Just knowing how to play defense together, get back on defense, all those, all those little things, it'd be tough for them if that uh, ends up being the case. They all come back May the 1st. BT, final one for you, and I appreciate your time as always. Any any intel, any word for AD progressing, LeBron progressing? Have you heard anything? Nothing at all. I mean, we've seen him out there on the court mm-hmm. coming in. Early. Sometimes you see him out there shooting a little bit. And then when they do practice, he's at practice. He's working on getting his body together. He's trying to get, you know, the calf heel, the tendonitis, and the, you know, all this stuff is just, it's just, man, it's hard to say. No one really knows what's going to happen. I don't know if he's going to go on that trip with them once they get back from Sacramento. They're the Clippers on Sunday. They take off on a road trip again. So not knowing when he'll be back. I think he'll be back before LeBron James is back, so that's a plus. But the exact date, the timetable, right now the Lakers are being very quiet on that as, as they should be because you don't want to get everyone's hopes up. Sure. And then you give a date and he doesn't come back. Then you're in the same boat as you've been before he got hurt. BT, thank you, my friend. Uh, any message you want me to send to Michael Thompson in the pregame show tomorrow? Yeah, tell Michael Thompson I'm done with him. Just simple as that. Just you're done with him. I got it. I'll, I'll take care of it. And that's D U N done, not D O N D U N done. Uh, you got it, BT. You got it, man. 
Thank you for doing this, my man. Okay, thank you, Alan. All right, that's uh, that's bad ter- Brad Turner right there. Uh, great at what he does, was all over a lot of the Drummond stuff that was going on. Uh, covers the Lakers, obviously, for the LA Times, so uh, uh, always appreciate his time. Okay, when we come back, uh, Jeannie Buss was on Stephen A's World. That's what it's called, right? Right, Curtis? Yeah, okay, Stephen A's World. And this was a couple days ago. I thought this was, was, I thought this was interesting. She had a couple really, really good um, uh, one-on-one c- conversations with uh, Stephen A. Smith. One was on taking over the team from her brother. Another one was talking specifically about the rest of the NBA, obviously chasing the Lakers. So I'm going to play some of that when we come back, and then uh, we'll chat a little bit about the Lakers-Kings tomorrow. Stay right here. Thank you for tuning in. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. All right, is your vehicle due for a service? Head to your neighborhood Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive through oil change. For over 30 years, Valvoline has provided quick and uh, convenient automotive maintenance services for busy people just like you. No dragging the kids to a dirty waiting room. At Valvoline, you stay in your car, you stay safe, while the expert technicians make sure your uh, ride is in peak performance. So you literally go there, you pull in, don't get out of your car, they start working on your car. You get your oil changed, um, listen to music, listen to a podcast, listen to Lakers talk. I mean, all these different things you could do in your car, but you, you literally don't have to get out of your car. Oil changes, tire rotations, transmission care, and more. Just pull up, drive in, and drive out in about 15 minutes. Visit SoCalOilChange.com for location and game-winning coupons off your next Valvoline Instant Oil Change. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Laker fans, appreciate you guys tuning in. That's two full hours of Los Angeles Lakers basketball. Always appreciate it. Always love doing the show. I can't tell you guys how much I enjoy doing Lakers talk. We're coming up, by the way, five years uh, Five years doing the show. Um, okay, so a couple things I want to plug. We got a social show coming up after this. So on ESPN Los Angeles, YouTube, uh, Twitter, a Periscope, every, uh, every outlet you could think of from a social perspective. We'll continue Lakers talk. I'll do it with video, so it'll be about maybe 30 minutes or so. I mentioned tomorrow pregame show starts at 5.30. Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. I want to play this from Jeannie Buss. She was on uh, Stephen A., his uh, his show, Stephen A.'s World, and she's talking about the competition, talking about the Nets, everybody obviously chasing the Lakers. Take a listen to this. And like I said, I, it, it's like it brings out the best in us, that mm. that teams if, if teams identify us as the team to beat and they're gearing up, uh, to go with at us, you know, head to head. That just that makes us work harder. Um, I think our coaching staff with Frank Vogel and Lionel Hollins and Jason Kidd and Phil Handy, um, you know, they, they love the challenge. That's what they do. That's that's why they're in this business. So bring it on. Um, you know, I wish everybody well in it, you know, as we lead into the playoffs. Um, and that's what makes this uh, so exciting. It's you. you you got to watch what's going to happen next in the NBA. Yeah, let's just say Jeannie Buss is not worried about the competition out there. She welcomes the competition. She loves the competition. 
And this is what you got to expect after Lakers win a championship. Obviously, everybody chasing the Lakers, so they're they're making moves to go up against the Lake Show. Brooklyn certainly has done that. Really, a lot of these teams in the Western Conference have done it as well, and they're looking for that opportunity. If just if the Lakers aren't a hundred percent healthy, teams are obviously going to try and pounce on the opportunity, and that's part of sports. Um, I thought there was another piece that she had with Stephen A. Smith that was great. By the way, how fortunate are Laker fans to have someone like Jeannie Buss, the you know head of the organization, the governor for the Lakers, take a listen to um, Jeannie Buss explaining and talking about um, eventually taking over from uh, uh, her brother. Uh, this is Jeannie Buss with Stephen A. Smith. Well, you know, it was really important to my father that the team stay in the family and run the same way he ran the team. I like to say that my dad had his children, but the Lakers were his baby. And he put me in charge of the baby. In the 32 years that he ran the team, they only missed the playoffs twice. And here we were going on five, six years without being in the playoffs. It was just not Laker basketball. And the decisions had to be made that were tough. But um, it was important to restore the legacy that my father started. And that was to, you know, the first thing, putting Magic Johnson in place. And then because of that, being able to draw a player like LeBron James in free agency. We had struck out in free agency over the last few years, and uh, we were slowly rebuilding through the draft, which is really difficult in in any sport uh, to, to play with so many young players. But getting LeBron James put us on the path to where we are today, and that's back at the top of the NBA in the conversations to be one of the best teams in the league and hopefully defend our trophy. All right, that's uh, Jeannie Buss right there. Uh, I mentioned with Stephen A. Smith, just a fantastic conversation. I love when she gets into those details because at the end of the day, here she is trying to continue a legacy of the greatest owner in sports, Dr. Jerry Buss. That's who she's got to take over after, and she has obviously done a fantastic job. Lakers win a championship, now in position, obviously do it again. We'll see what happens this year. You know, no guarantees. Every season there's no guarantees and health is going to be the most important thing for the Lake Show. We'll see how that uh, how that obviously breaks down. So Lakers tomorrow, you got the Sacramento Kings. Kings, by the way, have won seven of their last nine games. I don't know if that means anything to Laker fans, but to me it means they're not playing awful basketball. They haven't beat that many good teams, and they did lose their last game against the Spurs. But they're 22-26 and 26 on the season. Uh, of course, you're going to have to watch De'Aaron Fox, Harrison Barnes, Buddy Heald. Um, this is one of those games in April I don't want to say you kind of got to win, but you kind of – this is one of those where the Kings, the Toronto Raptors, not many easy games coming up. Um, another thing I want to point out here real quick, I was looking at the scores here. Update on the Clippers and the Nuggets, 81-70 the Nuggets. So weird position. If Nuggets win, they're tied with the Lakers. If Clippers win – then they have some space on the Denver Nuggets. But then, um, you know, I think you just want the Clippers to lose. Plus, if the Clippers lose, then you're closer to the Clippers. Um, all right, Laker fans, greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. ESPN app or on iTunes, you can catch the full two hours. Thank you to Brian Windhorst. Thank you to Brad Turner. LA, as always, uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Lakers-Kings tomorrow.